We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Producer Don McLean is hanging with us for this first hour of the show. Hey, Dawn, you just did a story in your Dirt Alert about the woman who won $50,000. Yes. You guys remember when I thought I won a piece of cake oh. from a scratch-off? I do. This was a sad <gasps> Was it just a cake symbol? Correct. Yes, and it said, oh, match three match three of the items below and you win that prize. <laughs> so I matched three pieces of cake, and I'm like, what? I have to... What do I? I don't get it. I, where do I get my cake? Mm-hmm. I was oh. like, did I win like a little Debbie's? I <laughs> <laughs> do I have to pick it up somewhere. They ship it to me. I pick do it up. You a, go it's... turn it in at like Kowalski's. What yeah, exactly? And and these were New Jersey. My sister sent them to me for my birthday. Oh, and you're like, I can't go to New Jersey to get my cake. right. So I was going to send it to my sister so she could have cake. And then I realized it was like ten dollars that I won. I didn't see the little ten dollar. Thing. That's a great story. She's just, she's our little gem. <laughs> I've said it a gazillion times. She's it like is Kimmy a- Schmidt sometimes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I am the she gift that keeps on giving. Uh, and you know, I consider myself a somewhat intelligent person. Yes, no. you are. Thanks, Don. But you just have those moments every now and then where you're like, did I really, did that just happen? Whoa, was that the breaking news sound? Yes. What do we <laughs> got? Oh my gosh. Reading this, Mike Richards in advanced negotiations to become the permanent host of oh, Jeopardy. Yeah, he was my pick. Woo! Yes. So here's Whoa. the really cool story. This from Variety. It's trending on Twitter today as well. Mike Richards uh, was the second to go. So Ken Jennings was first out of the gates after Alex Trebek's passing. He, of course, the winningest contestant of all time on Jeopardy. Everybody loves Ken Jennings. He did a nice job. People really liked him. Then Twitter was all a Twitter with who is this guy and why is he so good? That guy was Mike Richards, who is the executive producer of Jeopardy. Right. Formerly the executive producer of The Price is Right, of Let's Make a Deal. And we are happy about this because by extension, we get to celebrate. He is a former Hubbard Broadcasting employee. He worked for Reels, one of our properties where I used to work. He was the very first host to ever pop up when that channel went on the air back in whatever it was, 2005 or six. What? Yes, and he is since gone on. We've all marveled, excuse me, at his success since he's uh, left 
uh, Harvard Broadcasting. He just goes on one thing to another. But he came in. He's got just a really, like, he's got a classic TV look. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just He just sort of looks the part in many ways. And people loved his delivery. He's a, a very accomplished host. He knows how to sort of navigate everything. And that's the word on the street is he is in advanced negotiations to become the permanent host of Jeopardy. Now, a Sony Pictures uh, spokesman said that discussions were ongoing with several potential candidates. He would not comment specifically on Richard's status, this according again to Variety, but a source close to the situation cautioned that there's no certainty that all sides will close the deal and that other candidates remain in the mix, but Richards is clearly the front runner. So, not signed, sealed, delivered just yet, but it looks like Mike Richards will be the new host of Jeopardy. I have to say, I think this is a really great choice because we don't have any... You know, he's not very well known to the masses, and so people don't have any preconceived expectations from this guy. Comes in with no other baggage absolutely you don't remember him from that role you know or from his time on the football field speaking of aaron Rodgers, sure exactly Uh, i am just so pumped for him uh now listen humble brag no there was a time when i um i had a a one or two season podcast it was called interviews with awesome people it has since been retired but he was one of the people that i reached out to and uh he was so generous with his time and shared so openly about he like came up under Dick Clark. Dick Clark, uh, he went and worked for Dick Clark Productions after he left Hubbard Broadcasting Reels and just got to learn all these things from one of the greatest to ever do it. And uh, he was just so kind and open about his time coming up. And so I just feel really happy for him. Clearly, yeah. he's experienced great success already. But this is, I bet, you know, the the kid in him who just wanted to grow up and be on TV is despite his recent success behind the camera must be pinching himself well and and the fact that he's the executive producer Mm -hmm. and do you think he's ever seen himself in that position because clearly alex trebek was not going anywhere well not for jeopardy i mean i don't think he ever i don't think when he took the reins as ep of jeopardy he ever would have imagined that he would become the heir apparent to the throne but Crazy things happen out there in the world of Hollywood. He also hosted Pyramid on GSN. Some folks might remember him from that. It was sort of a reboot of Pyramid. He did Beauty and the Geek. Beauty and the Geek with Ashton Kutcher. Yes, he hosted that. I believe he worked for Kimmel, didn't he? Did you say that? I don't think he worked for Kimmel. Oh, why did I I see that? I don't know. Yeah, he was a co-executive producer with Jimmy Kimmel uh, on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Oh, okay. Yeah, he has just done some really incredible stuff uh behind the scenes but it's it's cool to see him do this so again mike richards um looks to be the clear front runner to become the permanent host of jeopardy hey real quick let me give a shout out to uh a very special lady who i met last night at chuck and don's in chanhassen we were there with a can of pet foods getting people excited about the cat video festival handing out tickets there was this lovely lady who came in her name is vernie and Vernie came over, and she was just so delightful. Had just this sweet disposition about her. And we said, "Oh, do you wanna do you wanna go to the Cat Video Festival?" And she said, "Oh, uh, this would be great." She had never heard of the Cat Video Festival, so we start talking to her about that. She had never heard of My Talk 107.1, so we started talking to her about that. What? And she said today she was going to 
listen. And so I said, well, Vernie, tune in from 9 to noon, and it'll be wonderful. And then come say hello when you come out to the Cat Video Festival. And I really feel like, I think it was her. I could be confusing it. But we said, do you know who you're going to bring with the other ticket? Because we gave her two tickets. She said, yes. I know someone who just hates cats. Oh, <laughs> She's going to bring She's going to bring this person, but we think that we may have converted Vernie from having never known about My Talk 1071 or the Cat Video Festival to a Cat Video Fest fan and a My Talk fan. Welcome, so welcome Vernie. 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 Whoop, whoop. We'll see you at uh, Cat Vid Fest. Yeah, next Thursday. One yes. week from today. Yes. One week from Very today. Exciting. You can get your tickets. $15. Um, all right, we've got a packed show today. It's a Thursday, a Throwback Thursday. So coming up at 1130, we play Throwback Thursday Music Trivia. That's Hour 3 if you listen on the podcast. College of Pop Culture Knowledge comes up at 1030. Uh, but when we come back, we've got some things that make you go, huh? This is good. This will help all of our brains to wake up today. There hasn't been a U.S. president under this height in 100 years. See if you can figure it out. We reveal the answer to that and other dumb things you don't need to know when we come back on Donna and Steve on My Talk. Hey, big shout out to our friends at Chill Boys for sponsoring our podcast. Yes, Chill Boys is local. They make really comfortable and cooling men's underwear. The fabric is breathable and flexible because it's made from bamboo with a little smidge of spandex and you could get a great deal right now on your first purchase. Yeah, you go to chillboys.com and then use the promo code MYTALK when you're there. What will await you besides a great deal? How about the most comfortable fabric that you will ever put over your nether regions? You need to believe me when I tell you that because it's true. I've tried all sorts of different kinds, including some really big names out there that say we have the most comfortable. Nay, said the horse, you do not. The Chill Boys are so comfortable. They're made of this bamboo fabric, which is just like made up of cumulonimbus clouds. It feels so good. <laughs> it is so cool. And my groin has been super happy with me ever since I made the switch. Good to know. Great for biking, <laughs> hiking, fishing, working out. No wedgies, no chafing, no odor. You guys, you got to try these. Go to chillboys.com. Don't forget to use that promo code MYTALK. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. All right, we're back. Thanks for listening. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment and some fun facts too. Things that make you go. Okay, I don't know if you feel like you got this. History buffs, you might. Uh, before the break, I gave you this hint. There hasn't been a U.S. president under this height in over a century. Hmm. 5'11. 5'11. There has been a U.S. president under 5'11 and over a century. 5'7. 5'7, she says. Here's what we're going to do. And what I love about you ladies, <laughs> we're going to split the difference here. You both cornered it. There hasn't been a U.S. president under 5'9. Oh, okay. In over 100 years. The last one was William McKinley. Hey, little guy. With 5'7. He was oh. president from 1897. Don, you might remember this, through 1901. <laughs> If you are curious, <laughs> so rude. If you're curious, Joe Biden, not to get political, is five foot eleven. He looks taller than that. Hmm. He does look taller, doesn't he? he? Wears, um, lifts. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe it's because he's slim. I was watching this thing. Whoa! I thought that he was taller than former President Donald Trump. But they have him clocked in at six foot three. Yeah, he looks tall. I thought Joe Biden looked taller. Anyway, um, I was watching this little thing last night on one of like the Disney YouTube vlogs that I pay attention to. And they just got finished with the whole Hall of Presidents. They have to shut it down every time there's a new president elected. 
because they have to then create this new animatronic based on this new president. And uh, if you've ever been to the Hall of Presidents at Disney and thought, boy, the current animatronic, the current president who does like the most moving and talking seems to look kind of the worst. A lot of folks, I guess, always say the presidents in the background look the best. The animatronics seem to be better oh, back sure, in the day. But yeah. they're suggesting this. The animatronic that they have to use is like the same body because it's built to have much more arm movement and hand movement and things like that. And for some reason, the face rarely looks good on the current president. And wow. I could argue that about Biden. And I guess for um, when Donald Trump was president, people said the face didn't look anything like it. Some saying it even looked like Hillary as though they had sort of started prepping. <laughs> oh my God. And then they were showing video. Oh. And I was like, that, I kind of see it. Uh, the YouTube account there, if you're interested, is called Mickey Views. And they just kind of break news about, uh, you know, updates on Disney parks, when Tron, the new ride at Magic Kingdom is going to be ready, and even things like uh, the Hall of Presidents. So they also were talking about the new Galactic Star Cruiser and prices came out. This is this Star Wars adventure that people will be able to go to in Orlando at Hollywood Studios. And you go into this hotel. We've heard about it for years. The prices will begin at, for a two-night, three-day stay at, I believe, $4,800. And it's kind of like an on-land cruise. Once you go in there, they make it feel like you've entered hyperspace and now you're you're just in the galaxy. Windows always look like they have stars outside of them. Mm. You get a trip right to Rise of the Resistance, guaranteed admission. Uh, um, better for that much money. I mean, they better, that's... you know, have somebody sent home with you as a personal <laughs> chef for at least a month. <laughs> yeah, you do get uh, breakfast and lunch are provided. I believe you have to for the next pony year. up for dinner um, yourself. Anyway, that's all. I just wanted to tell you that. All right. Thanks, Steve. That is too expensive. I know. You don't even go to the park at that point. Like, why would you want to leave whenever it's I know. 1200 a person a night? So I know. true. Right? I'm sorry, it's 600 And Dang. you go there in a star-themed... 1200 1200 a night. You go there in a Star Wars-themed bus that I think will look like you're in some sort of a Star oh, Wars sure transport. Oh, i full experience. And you are technically are the 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 Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel, which is again sort of they're pitching it as an on-land cruise in terms of what the experience would be like. Um, it's you're backstage at Hollywood Studios, and so you're like staying there at the park, but you don't really even see outside of the window. And they were saying they probably hit the sweet spot with the duration of the experience because three days, two nights. After a while, you might start to feel like, okay, I need to get off of this ship. But your second day, you go to Hollywood Studios and go in, into the park and all that. So here's the problem. I told my son years ago, I looked him square in the eye. <laughs> I said, we, we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson... 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll never do this. (laughs) No, I told him then, I said, we will go there. You and me. So it has Aww, long been established nice. that the two of us are going to do a father son trip there. When you can pay your way, <laughs> we will go. Um, no, that's nice. You're just going to take him, right? You're, you're going to give just a father son experience. Because he's so experience. into it. He's that's so a good into idea. It. Yeah, that's the plan. But man, prices oh, came out man. and I was like, oh, <laughs> Let's I see just here. can't believe how expensive stuff is. I know. I know. Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, I know her. She met Will Smith when she was auditioning to play his girlfriend on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. She didn't get the part because she could never be president. She's only five foot even. Oh. Producers felt she was too short standing next to Will Smith, who's like 6'3 or 6'4. Interesting. Now this about Utah. I've never understood why you dislike Utah, Donna. Would you explain that before I say this? (laughs) Whatever. San Juan (laughs) County, Utah is bordered by 14 other counties, which is the most of any county in the country. And one of the counties that it borders is also called San Juan. It happens to be in New Mexico. So San Juan County, Utah, bordered by 14 other counties, including another San Juan County, Hmm. a state away in New Mexico. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Tell us more. Okay, fine. In China. China. Guardians of the Galaxy is called Interplanetary Unusual Attacking Team. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love I love it when things are lost in translation. We've done that before, just movie titles so in other languages. It's great. Oh my god, what is it again? Interplanetary Unusual Attacking Team. That is the Chinese uh, interpretation of Guardians of the Galaxy. That's fabulous. Oh. Um, They're fun in China. It's in China. There's a scientist in Antarctica who tried to murder one of his co-workers because what? his co-worker this kept... This is like a horror movie. I know. I know. Especially in a, of all places. His co-worker kept spoiling the ends of books that he wanted to read. <laughs> oh, my God. It was the first attempted murder, arrest for attempted murder ever in Antarctica. Wow. Some reports suggest alcohol may have been involved. No. I want that to be a movie. I'm so, I mean, the guy's Go alive, on, write right? write the screenplay. Oh, my alive. God. I want to know everything about that. Yeah. Is he out? I mean, he's. I don't know if he's out. Because, like, uh, Joe Exotic's in for 22 years, so. Yeah. Oh, it's time to go. Oh. Wow. You're not a bad dog. <laughs> You're not a bad work partner. <laughs> work partner. <laughs> you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. We've got some news about South Park, and it's big. It's easy to bail on a workout, but it's hard to bail on a friend. That's why I like the idea of a workout buddy. Somebody that can keep you accountable, push you a little bit to lift more, run a little bit faster, or try a new exercise. Right now, The Y is offering $10 enrollment with no dues until August if you join by June 30th. So you and a friend can sweat, stretch, strengthen, and yes, you can save together too. Join now at ymcanorth.org. Oh, man. Welcome back. All right, what do we know about South Park? Are you a big fan? Not a big fan, but I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm i also you know not a big fan, but I've certainly seen episodes more when I was in high school. <laughs> the show's been on for a long time. Yeah. 
And when I was in high school, we would watch them, and you know, as they were always pushing the envelope and being inappropriate and doing things cartoon characters had never done before. Plus, they would always kill Kenny, which was exciting. Yep. Cartman, very inappropriate, but j- <laughs> such a funny delivery of everything. Anyway, I haven't really followed it much recently, but South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone sign a new Viacom CBS deal with, get this, this on The Hollywood Reporter this morning. 14 movies planned for Paramount Plus. Why? Oh, my God. 14. 14. We didn't even need the one. The film spawned from the series will premiere exclusively on the stream. Mart. What? They're going to premiere exclusively on Paramount Plus. They're not going to go to the theater. They're not going to also be shown like at the same time on Comedy, Comedy Central. It's just there. So uh, here are some numbers. The 14 new movies um, is a deal made exclusively, as I mentioned, for Paramount Plus. Two every year beginning this year. Two movies per year beginning this year for the next seven. It will also see the flagship show, South Park, uh, renewed through season 30. 2022 hmm. is going to be the beginning of South Park's 25th season. And they've already now been renewed through... 2027, which would be season 30. The deal is Holy worth. Cow. The deal's worth 900 million dollars. <gasps> Here's what I've learned. Wow, that's amazing. People are making a lot of money. A few people, a few of these Hollywood power players. What a time to be a, a, a an established, successful creator. Yes. Because yep. the the amount of money that's being thrown around right now by these networks and these bidding wars as new streamers pop up like new gray hairs. It's just every day. It's, oh, there's a new streamer. I should subscribe to that. I should subscribe to that. It's insanity. And so there's this bidding war that the creators just get to reap the benefit of. I don't know how much more inflation-adjusted showrunners, creators producing powerhouses like Shonda Rhimes and Ryan Murphy compared to the powerhouses from the 90s. Right. I don't know how much more it is, but, oh, gosh, it seems like a ton more. I mean, it's just amazing, these numbers. So we see a $900 million deal here. Then Reese Witherspoon's company, her production company, just goes for $900 million. Right. I mean, ladies, is it too late for us to start a production house? Nope. Although, I'm on the casino tour. I don't want to do all that work. No, but if I dangled, you know, like, hey, you're going to get $50 million over the next five years, I bet... I know, but will I have a life? After five years, and that (laughs) life will be on beaches, sipping pina colada. You can shut down, like, a whole theme park and... Mm -hmm. You're right. Run the joint. I'm in. Can you get it to three years? I'll talk to my people. Right, I don't know. I Now, let's talk more money. I was just watching The Rock's latest Instagram post. Mm-hmm. And so he does these all the time. He is a world-class promoter and connector with his fans. Generally, his shirt is off. He's in the gym, Iron Paradise, as he calls it. And he just shoots from the hip. And so he was thanking everybody for making Jungle Cruise, his movie with Emily Blunt that came out last week, the number one movie in the world. It made $35 million to domestically here. It made $92 million worldwide. But in the one-minute video that he posted on his Instagram, 
he mentioned uh, that we made this money at the box office, and of course, we also released it for those of you not comfortable going to the theater just yet. Uh, we released it on Disney Plus, and then he just added, and I was a huge advocate of doing that, and that was very important to us to make sure that we give you the option so that you get to decide how you feel about taking in the entertainment that we've made for you. And it just seemed like there was some timing there coming on uh, the heels of Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit about Black Widow, mm-hmm. her yep, losing out yep. from some back end profits, and then you got The Rock, who is really uh, you know developing a uh, I think a. a a big, big relationship with Disney, and then him saying, hey, I'm all for it, man. We advocated for it. We loved it. Just seemed like some subliminal messaging there. Mm. I am decidedly with Disney on offering it at home Mm -hmm. as well as in the theater, even though others are actively suing Disney for the exact same thing. Smart move on his part. (laughs) I thought so, too. (laughs) I thought so, too. Oh, The Rock. What a guy. Hey, I uh, I watched the second episode of Ted Lasso last night. Oh man, I think I'm I jealous. like it more. I I found myself laughing out loud several times during the episode, and I think it's because I'm paying closer attention to the dialogue. Now I have to say I might need to switch to closed caption. Mm. Well, it's no shame in that, girl. Because honestly, I don't know what they're saying half the time. I really, really have to lock in and listen. Yeah, interesting. But the the dialogue is very funny. Yes. And if you and if you blink, you're going to miss it. Like mm-hmm. there, everything, almost everything is like rat a tat tat. It's the kind of show where they have so many laugh lines in it. It's so tightly written that you'll laugh over the next laugh line. Exactly. So if you, it, it it lends itself to repeat viewing. Oh. In a way that I think The Office did, too, where you, you can pick up on little things that you missed the first time, and then you enjoy it all over again. You know what was really very much like, like that is Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, yes, again, very tightly. A lot of punchlines in that. A 30 of, Rock, same way. Yes, exactly. And a, a lot of, um, like, inside, not inside jokes, but jokes that some people might laugh at, but not get like there were times when there was a conversation happening and I realized they were just quoting the lyrics to a song from the 80s you know and I remember (laughs) like um my old friend Marley my old partner um she would laugh at the line but not get that they were doing lyrics from a song oh sure yeah 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 miss out on the richness of it if you're too old though Probably. Oh, God. <laughs> this episode had some really, um, how do I say, naughty content to it. They're generally, it's a, yeah, there's some stuff in there. Yeah, there's some, there's some naughty sexual stuff. And there's, you know me, I'm, you know, I'm sort of like PG network television, PG 13, sort of in like my sensibilities, the kind of entertainment that I want to watch. But when Lou and I watch that, and we will too, I understand we sound old fashioned here. If there are too many F bombs in a movie, we've turned it off where we're like, okay, this is like, this is feeling too aggressive. But I mentioned that because with Ted Lasso, there is something about the, the thick British accents that allow for this British European cursing yes. and these these bad things that they're saying, that sort of softens it a little bit. And then the fact that Ted Lasso is there on the screen to with just oozing sweetness to offset you yes. know some of the other things, it <laughs> yes. just really 
really works. I haven't talked to a person that hasn't liked the show. It's cute. That's how I would describe it. It's a cute show. And it makes you feel good. Yes. And after yesterday, I really needed that. That was... I just had a cruddy day. Yes. And I was like, all right, I need, I need something light. Exactly. You know, Steve, there's... I don't remember if you remember me talking about this, but I really think you would like the show, You and Lou, Afterlife with Ricky Gervais. Oh, I... Oh, my God. Such a sweet show. Love it. It's a little... um, It's a dark Dark comedy. comedy. And he's a little abrasive, but there's a reason for it. And you find out what that reason is at the very beginning of the series. It's just... You have to really... Be able to step into your non-judgment mode about how people mourn. Yes. Okay. Okay. Because sure. he goes dark the way he feels and treats people, wouldn't you say? Yep. But there's Very a much real so. um, change that yeah. happens within yeah. him. And, okay. and if you stick with it, it just turns into this really lovely story. Oh, it makes me want to cry right now thinking yeah. about it. I find Ricky Gervais to be very enjoyable. I wish he was the every, I would like him to every second or third year forever host the Golden Globes. I get yes. it a little too much, but I think every second or third year, I love how he just keeps Hollywood honest, takes shots at everybody. I really enjoy him. Didn't watch him a ton in The Office, but I also like him a lot. In um, interviews, he's very funny. And you could tell there's a sweet guy in there. Absolutely. Yeah. He also, you know what's weird? I was surprised at this even. I don't even know how I stumbled on this, but Ricky Gervais was on the late show with Stephen Colbert. I don't know when, but um, Stephen Colbert is a man of faith. Ricky Gervais is an outspoken atheist. That's right. And they had a conversation right there, like, ladies and gentlemen, Ricky Gervais. And then at one point, Stephen Colbert just says, so you're an atheist, you don't believe in God, right? And he says, you know, you're right, I don't. And then they go on for the next several minutes of just sort of like an on-network television debate, Mm. good-natured, but of two people who have decidedly different views on faith and the afterlife and all of those kind of things. It was just really. I was like, "Am I? Is this real? Did this actually happen?" Oh, I wonder if sort you can find that you can, on the internet. You can find it's on it's on YouTube. That's where I stumbled on it. So oh, okay. Stephen Colbert, Ricky Gervais. If you ever want to listen to it, you can hear it can, there. Can Excellent. I say something right Please. now? Um, I've had a lot of technical issues <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the studio today with great. my computer here, and then our to get on our streamyard. Now yeah. I'm stuck in my I'm stuck to my chair. My shirt has no. a has a string on it, and I can't get loose. I'm coming in with scissors. I come like I literally. Can't get free. I can't I'll be right there. John. This is I, this is such a physical manifestation of what's happening. It's, see, technically, see, you're in there. I, can't I see get you. Loose. No, God, I've, take I've been dragging my chair around. Take Pat. it home with you. God is walking. And the chair is rolling behind her. <laughs> it looks like the chair is walking Dawn. If she walked down the hall, that's what it would look like. This is. I'm just trying oh, to get things no. done. Oh, Don. Oh, man. Uh, Only 15 more minutes with us, so long as you can actually get out. She's trying to spin her way out. This is just a really difficult thing to watch. Uh, Don McLean, ladies and gentlemen, physically attached to her chair by fabric. (laughs) 
I'm coming in. I'm coming in. All right, you go in and help her. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, uh, it'll be time for If You See Something, Say Something. Paris Hilton's got that new cooking show. Maybe you've heard about it. We'll take a listen to that. Um, And then get ready for an emo-themed wrestling night. What the hell is going on there? We'll explain when we come back. It's Don and Steve on my talk. Thanks for listening to my talk 1071 everything entertainment with Donna and Steve if you see something we think you should say something hey if you see something say something oh that is catchy huh time for if you see something say something with Donna and Steve if you see something say something come on and party tonight where to begin? Where to begin? Steve, where would you like to begin? Uh, let's start with Paris Hilton's cooking show. Yeah, Because I'm thinking of launching a cooking show. Really? Okay, you might as well, because they're giving them <laughs> to anybody these days, oh, great, as great. evidenced by Paris Hilton. She doesn't pretend to know how to cook on this show. It's called Cooking that. with Paris. Great. It's a six-episode cooking series on Netflix. And this is like the latest in a recent wave of shows like Selena uh, plus Chef. We had Amy Schumer learns to cook. Um, Then you have people on social media like Britney Spears showing people how to make her favorite sandwich on Instagram. You've got Jennifer Garner putting a video of like blackberry cobbler oh yeah she does all kinds of cooking things smoking yeah. steve on twin cities live exactly and you see, yeah, 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 brian right. boitano has a uh oh, really a food network show called what would brian boitano make no i know that <laughs> I know it's kind of cute that's funny but the reason the food network has been resisting celebrity chef types of shows was because they're not experts in food, and right. that just seems like well, the opposite for them, for of what they're yeah. Brand is. Their ground. Yeah. yeah, and they're they're protecting their brand, right? Like we take this seriously. Go elsewhere for the entertainment. We're going to yeah. teach you how to cook. Exactly. So on Paris's show, she she's really leaning into her persona as a clueless heiress. Mm. You know, but we know that's not, you know, if you watched her documentary, you'd know that that's, she's not, she's a very smart young lady. She just, she's just sticking with the bit. Yeah. Sticking with the bit. So here's a little sampling of Paris's cooking show. Add six eggs, heavy whipping cream, onion powder. Do you have a blender? This or that? Is that the same thing as a blender? I don't know. My sisters use that all the time. It is. It is a blender. Yes. Blender, blender, blender. Oh, that. Yeah. This? Yeah. Okay. So the blender. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Paris. Uh, So that was somebody off mic um, who works on the staff, and I think they have people who have knowledge of food. Yeah, because she was trying to use a stand mixer. (laughs) Instead of a blender. Yeah. Oh my God. I would sort of think that that would work the same. It I'm team, I'm team Paris in that. All right. Yeah. Well, so she has guests every time, every episode. She has one of her friends like that. We, I believe we heard from Kim Kardashian West in that clip. And then, um, and then she decorates her house from the theme of what she's making. And oh, she's, these cute. are her recipes. You know, no. these are, you know, she's getting them from various places like the rest of us do. So, 
I don't know. I, I'm kind of happy to hear from Paris Hilton again. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, she's you know, leaning into the character. Had had you just heard the audio, I bet you there were some people who missed you introducing this Paris Hilton, and you would have thought it was a Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, they I, the thing about the Paris is she always sounds so serious, even and when calm. she's being funny. Yes. Probably high. I call it. <laughs> I call it rich lazy. Yeah, like, okay, this is a blender. I am so rich, I don't have to react to anything. Yeah. With a bit of Californian in it. Yeah. Take the 405. The the one Yeah, so I went up there, and it was really good. Oh, I love that. Great sketch. The Californian (laughs) was. Oh, Lord. And if you remember the Californian sketch on SNL, uh, Kristen Wiig was always in it. Yep. Uh, Bill Hader was always in it. Yep. And then at some point, someone's going to start laughing. Fred Armisen was so funny oh, God, in it. Him. And then they would all yep. do the dramatic turn to the mirror, and they would all like to be in front. Oh, it <laughs> yes. was just so stinking funny. Oh, my God, funny. because if you are not a Californian, you might not get the joke. Yes. Which, you know, um, Everybody obsesses about what route to take, so they would the always mix a yes. tragic accident or something really bad. Like, yes. you know, Aunt Edna is, you know, has passed away, and we need to go get her body. And they go, "Well, where are we going to take the 101?" Or, <laughs> you know, it was just always up next to something like, "I'm not your father," and then, yeah. well, we should probably uh, go to the. Oh office. my God, I love that. Oh man, so fun. Uh, okay, I. See saw something else i don't really understand it so steve uh you're a big wrestling fan yeah um so if you're a fan of professional wrestling and emo music okay the two will come together for a september 23rd game-changing wrestling event oh stop it at new york city's melrose ballroom and it's called emo fight who's gonna participate uh, that's a great they're question. They're just going to sulk around and be sad in the ring and just go, mm. I know. They're going to like Out play to like other. Ed Sheeran music. <laughs> Allie Catch um, mm. is a performer for GCW, G, uh, excuse me, Game Changing Changer Wrestling. And let's see, I don't know who else is in this, but tickets aren't available yet anyway. But. It's supposed to combine the best elements of Emo Night, which is a popular celebration of emo, pop, punk, okay. and your favorite music from the days of MySpace, um, with the world of Game Changer Wrestling. Wow. Musical um, performances, live DJs, um, unique presentations. What in the world is this? Hey, people are just trying to think outside the box a little, you know? So these are the wrestlers... That were on, if you ever went to the Warped Tour, yeah. which is kind of like a wow. lighter version of Ozfest. Yes. So these are the wrestlers that delighted fans on the Warped Tour. Ooh. So you're getting some like My Chemical Romance. That's exactly right. Yes. Wow. Lots of black clothing. Yeah. So the, the producer of this emo fight night used to work with WWE. Um, Giancarlo Dittamo, and That's he said, "Before right. I got involved with wrestling, I grew up in the VFW halls of New Jersey, Donna, oh, watching yeah. bands perform every weekend and immerse myself in a culture that shaped me creatively for the rest of my life. I can't wait 
to help bring this concept to life. These two worlds seem far apart, but they're very much the same. Hmm. All right. You know, uh, WWE was in town last week. They were taping SmackDown. Oh, that would have been fun to go see. I missed it. Well, check this out. John Cena was in town uh, performing at SmackDown, and then he went and surprised the a uh, theater in Plymouth who what? was watching The Suicide Squad, which I believe is the technical name for this uh, the sequel the to yeah. The Suicide Squad. Um, anyway, he he's in the sequel, and he went and surprised everybody. That's sweet. Yeah. So. Good. Hey, so, go. Anyway, no. Okay, though. Don. If yeah. you can get off of your chair, you can leave now. Okay, I'll try. Um, yeah, it might be difficult, but I'll get out of here and okay. let Rocco in. <laughs> All right, when we come back, Rocco, we'll have a dirt alert, and we'll have some music news. Uh, Steve has a really fun story about sticks, and we'll get to that.